At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Digit. We're teaming up with the good folks over there to give all the listeners of the show $5 for free. Yo, that's a pretty good deal. That man, that's like the, the best deal we've offered yet on any of the shows on the whole podcast network. Uh, anyways, you go to studymusicgroup.com slash podcast and scroll down a couple of clicks and you'll see the whole spiel about our team up with Digit and how you get your five bucks. All right, let's get into the show. We sure are. We are live and recording, live and direct. Excellent. It's happening. Um, <coughs> oh, we're coughing in mics. That's what the uh, deploder is for. The deploder. Yes, I love the deploder. I did see a great engineering meme today. <laughs> you Had to deal with the deploder. <laughs> no, not quite, but. It was an excellent, an excellent engineering meme, nonetheless, and I am a sucker for good. Uh, I mean, the, those are great engineer memes. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I saw, I saw this same thing, but with three more. Oh like, yeah. It was like distortion and yes. like uh, distortion and phaser, and it was just like a cat. It was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, so good. I love it. I love it. I love the like. I, I saw one the other day that was like. This engine, it was like some dude with dreads on, and he's like, he's making some trap beat, and these dudes are all rapping behind him, and he's just so not, he just doesn't care. He's just like pr- pressing play, and these dudes are like, yeah, the dudes in the back, like, yeah, yeah, that's my hit, you know what I'm saying? That's my hit, and the dude's just sitting there like, oh, just get these guys out of my house. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, wow, it's so good. I can dig it. I love it. Actually, I don't really love the meme game, though. Like, I feel oh. like if I could remove one thing from the internet, Really? Like with, it would be with the, memes? With the Thanos snap? It would be memes? It would be no, picture, picture memes. Oh my god. Uh, you're, yeah. you're like, and I felt like, like some serial killer talk there, Foss. And I've felt like, that way for many years. Like, back to the beginning of memes when the Willy Wonka meme was the one. Dude, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, I like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm, I love the memes. I think like, Oh, you hate memes? Tell me more. I think, I think <laughs> the, uh... I think the memes are an interesting, like, new form of communication. Yes. Like, they, they're so, uh, like, so subjective and so open to interpretation that there's, like, still room to convey meaning within a, like, yeah. broadly generalized format. And I actually think it's kind of fucking genius. They catch a fire, too, though. They kind of play to the quickness of... They do, they do. The way the internet entertainment kind of works with the scrolling and the real short... Yeah, like they, you have a very absolutely. brief window to capture somebody's attention on something. But I feel like that's that's what made memes what they are. It's because yeah. people's attention span is going down so much that memes are now the way that people communicate complex ideas in a simple format. That's you, true. You have this. It's like if then. Yeah, or like you know the the, the new ones of like no one, 
yeah. silence, and then yeah, it's you know, like, and then you could totally just so, like say the you could say yeah. anything, you know, and it and it, but it also like it's the it's the gamut that memes run. You can have you have political ones, you know what I mean, that right. convey political complex political ideas within a certain thing, and sure. Yeah, there's 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 a slippery slope there because then you get people that are like, well, this meme made me feel like, right, and they just ingest everything but so. But quickly it's also, but it's a really, so but it's almost like a really interesting chronological history of kind of like the sways of social interest and yeah. like the climate of of what's happening. It just totally encapsulates everybody's but, got an opinion. But to like a, and then I don't know. I think but I think like it. I think the memes that become really like successful and widespread are memes that like resonate with people on a core level, right? I think that's why you see or have seen like a rise in like depression memes and like anxiety memes and shit like that. That's hot shit. Because in, people because people identify with that because that's that's the general trend within our culture right now is that people are depressed and anxious. But they want to right? make a so quick joke like, out of it. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, like people have always resorted to humor to like get through difficult times and shit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a kind of interesting reflection reflection of the state of you know the culture, mostly of younger people in the world, in a sort of little snapshot. An interesting and, and I love deep it. notion to start on, dude. Don't get me started on the moth memes. So I found the moth yeah. memes to be profoundly the philosophical. Moth memes yeah. are amazing, but there's also <laughs> like there's subsects of this. Like I, I think this falls into like a category that I'm like really interested, in, which is corp. Uh, like uh, there's these uh, these graphic trends on the internet that are like fascinating to me. Um, like for instance, one of them. Um, well, like this new thing I've been seeing is baby boomer memes. Like people who yeah. are like, bo- like fifty year olds who make memes, and they make memes about like, you know, my day we had to we had to work. These kids don't know anything, and it's like a picture of like Clint Eastwood, and you're like, what, <laughs> what, what is this? You know, like I don't get it. I'm part of so I. I've actually started. I have folders in my phone for what I download things, and <laughs> there's this on one Facebook group that I just can't get enough of. It's I love skulls slash skull artwork. Is this group of like maybe half a million people? It's so it's such a big group, but they only post like flaming skulls <laughs> and like weird things like that, and it's like the captions are just the most crazy shit ever. Like if you fucking if like I'm a peaceful person, but if you touch my daughter, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. And it's like some fucking biker, like I'm super what? like badass skull shit. ghost yeah, rider yeah. dude. That you're like, what is this? Like I don't get what that's you're trying to say. Funny. And like I seriously, there's so many. And then well, I think that's like an extension of meme culture too. It's like the subcultures that are generated because of it in the communities. Yeah. And I think that also is just like people just want to be a part of something. Yeah, you know, people just want to. Yeah. Be like I was recently yesterday. I was talking to someone about. Are you guys familiar with? The, I think this is mostly on Reddit with the phenomenon of bread stapled to trees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like these are just. Are you familiar with? No, okay. you were telling so, me about so, it. Though. So uh-huh. it's just people who go around stapling slices of bread to trees and taking photos of it, right? I don't know that it really serves any intended purpose. Frankly, I don't even know where it came from or like what spawned it. I'm sure there was, you know, there's an origin story to the bread stapled to trees. But it's like, so far as I can tell, people just want to be a part of something, and so it's like, in so this one case, person it's just did funny. it and put yeah, it on like Instagram, you know, and, and then another like, person was like, "That's funny. I'm going to yeah, do that." Yeah, I think so. I think it just caught fire. I mean, I don't think it was on Instagram. I think it was probably like more in the forum like world of the internet. But uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I haven't, I haven't looked into it enough to know the real origin of it. I can only speculate. But you know, as to answering the question, why do people staple 
slices of bread to trees and take photos of it to share on the internet with each other like I I, I'm not sure I can only say that it's a thing to do (laughs) and a community to be a part of and people like need that shit have you stapled a piece of bread to the tree no I've never stapled bread to the tree alright it's not ever crossed my mind I I find it to be interesting I find it to be fascinating (laughs) it is perhaps a subscribed subreddit in my in my Reddit experience. But I think mostly mm-hmm. it's just because every time I look at them, I'm like, huh. Yeah. Fucking bread stapled to trees. All right. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. so many weird, like the subculture thing is very real because I mean, another trend that I find fascinating is these like older lady memes. Like, you know, it'll be like, <laughs> it'll be like uh, this despicable me. What are those little yellow guys? Oh, minions? the minions. The minions. Yeah, okay. The so minions. it'll be like a picture of some minions. And then the caption will be like Mondays. Am I right? And then you're like, <laughs> what? And it's like, this is strictly for, like, divorced women over 50 that are, like, slapping their knee because it's so funny. And I'm like, this is a meme. This is a meme. This is a meme subculture. Is that the California Chardonnay of memes? I mean, I don't don't know, but I've been collecting these graphics because it's just so, some of my, 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 like, my stepmom and some of her friends are like all older ladies and they share all this stuff on Facebook and I started following the groups mm. and it's just crazy because some of them are just like you know sons and like have a great day and it's like a sun like a little gif yeah. of a sun rising and like you yeah. know cartoon sunny or like what do you think that's like driven by like a motherly instinct to brighten other people's yes, day? Yes, Or is that like I saw affirmations to get through one's own day? I, I could it, see it in like a really dark way It's also. both. I think yeah. it honestly is both. It plays okay. into both sides. But were people craving something like that? Mm. Like, I need to be able to put together some sort of weird emoji apparently, pictograph. Apparently. Well, this all started with... To broadcast movie. how I feel. Yeah, going this, into Monday. This all started with MySpace. I mean, MySpace was the original point where we had people doing crazy graphics on their stuff. Like, you know, the crazier graphics. For no reason other than to just do it because you could. Because you could. You know? And then it turned it into, turned into oh, I want to be able to do this uh-huh. on a more frequent basis. Uh-huh. And instead of, you know, I mean... It, it took a minute because Facebook at first was like really clean yeah. and you yeah. weren't getting a lot of the stuff. They weren't allowing yeah. hashtags and all sorts right. of other stuff. MySpace, you could actually go in there and alter the code, which well, was no- absolutely insane yeah. from yeah. a development right, standpoint. Right, exactly. Right. Cool. I remember. Do, I remember generating the custom MySpace page yeah. codes yeah. for yeah. everybody yeah. Yeah. colors. Oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah. the, that was the, a, like the like random YouTube clip yeah. that you couldn't turn off, and yeah. you're like, what the? Yeah, like I loved that. I loved yeah. that. Yeah. That was that was. Uh, that was a crazy time. Crazy time. Well, I mean, the it's interesting because, like, around that time was when we really started. I feel like the internet, not you know, obviously not entirely, but the internet largely has shifted to a more like visual based medium. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And especially with sort of like things that could have been said. I see this on Facebook, you know, and on Instagram too. It's like things that could just be said are instead said on top of a picture. Where even if they're like, you know, you say it's like minions or something, or it's just like a fucking colored background, right? It's like it has to be in picture form for people to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, it I think feel like the status updates and shit like that. I'll admit I don't Facebook very often, but um, like it seems like I, all the time I'm just seeing like these just pictures that you're just like... It's the same with Instagram being like, okay, it works better if it's a video. It right, works better right. if it's a GIF. Right. Uh, whatever will get people's attention clicked in for a little bit longer... I feel like then they're more likely to be drawn into the next like suggested thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I feel like it's just kind of weird how they have all of these different like options of things you can do with your post or whatever yeah. on a social media platform. Yeah. But like if you don't utilize them, 
they don't really fully engage your no piece of content or your thought or no. whatever like that. If you just type something in plain text, it's like they don't really even show it to anybody. But like Riddle was saying, well, if you put a colored background and a dancing dog and mm-hmm. you know insert someone's song in there, well, Facebook also has certain the 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 algorithm that they use for a lot of these is like portion on the image how much of it is actually text hmm. because and i've heard a lot of other promoters talk about this is like when you up when you have a show and you have a, a flyer with a bunch of text facebook has an algorithm that reads images and if they see text more than 40% i think is like the ratio if it's hmm. text is more than 40% of your image yep. then they're not going to let people see it because it's not a it, because then it's not a meme it's an event or something that you're trying to convey information and they yeah. want you to pay for that. Yeah. So they have an algorithm that looks at these images. Even so with their paid promotion, they have a limit to like if your image has more than a certain percentage. I think it's a lower percentage yeah. than that because you're paying them. But yeah. still, it's like it can't be more than like 30% of the page can't be text or anything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's really, it's very difficult. And so you have to get really creative with your designs to get it out there that far. Because, I mean, I've like you know announced life stuff on facebook with just text and i get more likes right than i would in I any think they other have way. the life stuff decoder on there we're like mm-hmm. i think they, i mean they know I the mean, algorithm well, is complex well i mean there was that whole thing a little while back where facebook got caught like altering people's at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every Every time you buy gas, use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Feeds based on algorithms that determine whether the tone of a message is like positive or negative yeah and they would influence so set like test groups a couple hundred thousand people I believe it was of people's feeds to like skew them towards negative things in their news feed and as a result watch what their output of content was and like it always you know they could see that they could entirely affect people's mm-hmm. like literal mood yeah and, like yeah. mindset uh, through just a careful selection of what their algorithms show you know as delivering negative content isn't it so strange it's like they're really balancing your emotional state as well it's It's like it's guaranteed that such a high percentage of the population is going to tune into this thing all day every day well and what is displayed to you based on some algorithm like absolutely such a strong influence on like how you feel or like so there was a i saw an article about there was i forget i forget exactly who did the article but it was a it was this reporter who decided he was gonna like everything 
He was going to like every single post. I see people that do that and, in the music space. And what what happens is when you like everything in the feed, because even people in music, they'll only keep it to like music stuff. Like mm-hmm. some stuff they'll skip over. Mm-hmm. But this person decided that he was just going to like every single post that came. So everything he saw, he just liked. And what actually happened was pretty te- startling because it started getting more and more politically driven in each direction. So, to like liberal side and then conservative it was like hmm. because he was liking everything he was seeing more and more extreme posts on either side hmm. and that was very telling to me because yeah. it shows that it's it's emotionally charging people to be politically driven and this is propaganda this is the yeah. new propaganda like people who like certain things are going to get more and more politically ideologized through Facebook yeah. And I think that this is a, this is essentially what's happening to a lot of our parents who don't understand yeah. what they're doing, uh-huh. you know. Be, and and it boils back to this thing. I saw a tweet by Warren Buffett. I follow Warren Buffett. I don't yeah. know. He's just Absolutely he's an amazing should. person. Yeah. <laughs> he he put out this. He put he said this tweet. And he said he said if you are not using logic, and you are allowing your emotions to tether what where you are, you are not making your own decisions. You are feeding into this thing. That whatever whatever emotionally charged you, you're right. not thinking logically. You're letting that emotion drive your decisions right. based on that. And I think that's very, very difficult for people over the age of maybe 40 nowadays or 50, yeah. 45 to grasp because they don't understand yeah. that they, they just see more and more things that are – because Facebook is going to just show you the next thing that's right. like, oh, okay, if you like this, then you're going to like well, this. Well, and also the entire concept of having to like really heavily filter your news input or yeah. your like you yeah. know, your information input. Mm-hmm. It's kind it's of like a new people, idea. People, yeah, people who didn't grow up with the internet, you know, it's like for, I feel like for our generation and the subsequent ones, it's like you are so aware of the volume of opinions and unfounded information that are on the internet that you're desensitized to it a little bit not to say that people don't still fall into that trap yeah but you know it's like i think there's a natural kind of filter or a tolerance for like a level of bullshit that maybe isn't present with people who kind of got into the internet later in life and so they're all these extremes even more so it's like they're just unable to filter it and so it's even further polarizing uh you know for all the viewpoints and stuff exactly to one direction or the other yeah and that's and that's very scary to me that's like that's that is propaganda that is the new manipulation you know that is the new thing right now yeah that is it is frightening it is and it's frightening how easily controllable it is right it's just bizarre how much of a chokehold it has everyone in because here we are three people in like the art and like creative space and we're all deeply concerned and following the inner workings of how a social media network company is shaping, taking control of not society? only our, like, our industry and little niche or here or whatever but uh, really the entire connected world it's yeah I mean, like, it's, I mean it's really on, it's really on a like systemic level it's changing the entire fabric of our culture and like right. society and the way that humans relate to each other and the mm-hmm. way we interact it's you know, very broad, broad. I mean, it's society and society in general. Look at what's happening right. in Hong Kong right now. Right, exactly. I mean, they're literally recruiting protesters off of like Tinder because Chinese government is such a chokehold on Facebook and Google and everything like that that they're using alternative means to be able to like, you know, yeah, you recruit people and things like that. And I think that that's that's just starting to get really scary, man. It's starting to get really scary. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that's happening in Hong Kong right now is, I think, very telling for the rest of the world because yeah. it's. That is a particular situation where you have a democracy and a, you know, a Western ideology versus an Eastern ideology in a very condensed 
situation yeah. and these people want democracy like yeah. they the people that have already been exposed to it in China are like no that's why you have a million people march in right. Hong Kong that's right. insane yeah you know if yeah. we had a million person march like remember when the, I mean they did the million man march in right. DC that was a big deal yeah I remember that was and that was several years ago that was like yeah. eight years ago nine years ago or something like that now or even longer yeah. if I remember correctly but yeah, that was a right. that was a huge deal. If we had a million people march right now in the United States, you would see things change. And I'm wondering why we can't seem to get any kind of gun reform. I mean, honestly, the I think I mean, stuff. honestly, I think it all kind of ties back in. You know, it's like to just the general sort of polarization and degradation of logical thinking, and and uh, you yeah. know, I mean, it all it all traces back. Like people are so desensitized and so. Mm-hmm. Um, like used to viewing things through the lens of the internet and yeah. through the lens of someone else who's watching it you know i mean and that and that's kind of a double edged sword because like you said it's like we see what's happening in hong kong and even before that we've seen things that are happening in the middle east even across america mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like obviously we have been seeing more and more and more and more of the role that you know video and the internet plays in you know like developing protests and developing reform and change and all of these things uh, because it just happens so damn fast it does right? Is that it's like you can be updated on situations in real time basically mm-hmm. and it's also very easy to kind of skew and control the narrative and mm. so yeah. um, you've got people who are so used to experiencing things happening far away through a screen and that's become such a like norm that it's not like the person who lives next door to you being like fuck this shit we're going to march it's like someone on the internet being like fuck this shit, you know, hopes and prayers. Yeah. Or like, yeah. or like the way that the internet responded to net neutrality, right? Yeah. It's like not to put that on the same like scale of issue of what's happening in Hong Kong, you know, but it's another one of those things that's like a step in the very scary direction, mm-hmm. right? And so the response to that was there was a massive amount of internet outrage, you know, an unprecedented amount of internet outrage. Well, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it didn't do anything because not a single person actually got up and like went and did something, you know, it doesn't have the effect of a well, people standing in one place. It never will. I mean, I, I think if people did actually do stuff. I mean, that guy... I mean, they I, did. I mean, people I mean, did, of course. Of that course. guy... I mean, he, I mean, people essentially ruined that guy's life. That Indian dude <laughs> Ajit, that was, Ajit like, Ajit the Pai. head of the SEC. Yeah, Ajit Pai. Yeah, Ajit Pai. Yeah. He was, like... People were going to his house to send yeah. him death threats, yeah. all sorts yeah. of stuff. They Essentially, the internet ruined his life. Because that's what the internet does. If, right. if the internet sees you, like, you know, if... If, yeah, enemy you know, of the people, yeah. enemy of the internet. People yeah. see people, this guy is the enemy of the internet, you are going to be trolled to the nth degree, because that is yeah. what the internet is nowadays. But anyway, we are on really deep stuff for the beginning of the podcast. This, yeah. is, this is kind of heavy. Yeah, we went down this the is heavy. a little bit. <laughs> this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Musiker. Studio gear delivered worldwide. What they got is 40,000 of the best new music products available, including the latest shit to drop. So whatever you got, whether you're a guitar player, whether you're a beat maker, a DJ, a singer, they got everything you need from all the dopest brands. And uh, it's always in stock, and they're going to ship it lickety-split. It's going to show up right on your doorstep. And uh, listen, they're servicing the entire world, but they concentrate over in Europe, Eastern Europe, that kind of area. So if you're a listener from over there, absolutely holler at them for your next studio purchase. Even the dog co-signs them. You know what I mean? So take it from us. Head over to studymusicgroup.com slash podcast. Scroll to the musicer icon, hit the banner, and learn more.
This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at CBDMD, providing superior broad-spectrum CBD products. Their new formula features precise, consistent levels of hemp-derived cannabinoids available in oils, pain relief gel, gummies, topicals, and more. They do premium CBD, CBG, CBN, and more, including the award-winning CBD PM Sleep Aid Blend, which I can vouch for. I tried it out. It works great. It had me counting sheep in no time. Uh, You know, I'm not a doctor, but I will say it worked pretty well. And anyways, friends of the podcast get 15% off their first order. So what you got to do is go to studymusicgroup.com slash podcast, hit the banner for CBDMD, and then you use the code CBDMD15 at checkout. They're going to take 15% off the top. And yeah, before you know it, the order is going to be at your doorstep. You're going to try it out and you're going to be feeling great in no time. Uh, So thanks again to CBDMD. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.